Funding for The Spark is provided by Capital Blue Cross, focused on creating a healthier future for our communities through innovations like Capital Blue Cross Connect Health and Wellness Centers, which provide in-person services and inspire healthy living. Learn more at CapitalBlueCross.com. The Spark is also supported by UPMC, offering a broad range of cardiac and vascular treatments in our community. More information is available at upmc.com slash centralpaheart. We've all gotten those Amber Alerts on our phones when there's a missing child. The alerts come as part of Amber's law. We probably know what they're for, but do we know what to do if we spot a missing child? And do Amber Alerts work? To talk about Amber's Law and Amber Alerts today, with us is Lieutenant Adam Reed, Director of the Communications Office for the Pennsylvania State Police. Lieutenant Reed, good to see you. Hey, thanks for having me, Scott. All right, so let's start with that uh, that premise that uh, I think most of us are aware of what an Amber Alert is, but I also get the sense that sometimes we take it for granted. Yeah, certainly. Uh, Amber Alerts are very, very important because lives are at stake whenever an Amber Alert is issued. So the whole point of the Amber Alert is the timely release and dissemination of that information. We're trying to get out photos of the missing child or children, the abductor, and any vehicle associated. And we're going to blast that information out with the point of spreading the word and trying to get the public's help in locating those missing, missing children safely. How is it decided when to put out an Amber Alert? There's uh, a handful of criteria that's very specific to Amber Alerts. Within that criteria, the missing child or abducted child has to be under the age of 18. And also, very importantly, there has to be good reason to believe that child is in imminent danger of death or serious injury. Those are the two big qualifiers right there. Third, we're looking at the timeliness of information. Was that information reported to law enforcement in a timely fashion? Was that information relayed to our missing persons unit who controls the Amber Alerts within our department? All of those things have to be checked for the most part. If all of those boxes are checked, we're going to push that button and activate that alert. We've all seen those TV shows or movies where someone reports a family member or a friend missing and law enforcement says, well, we can't do anything until that person has been missing for 24 or 48 hours. Now, I don't know how accurate those things are, but that would not be accurate from what you're describing about an Amber Alert. Right. Amber Alerts contain very specific information. It's the abduction of a child and reason to believe that that child is in imminent danger. Okay. I want to go back to that imminent danger in just a moment, but isn't it true that most children who are abducted are abducted by a family member or someone they know? Yes, that's correct. The majority of children that go missing and are the, the subject of these Amber Alerts, the abductor is usually known to the family or to the children, either by a, a very close associate or a family member themselves. So why then, if it is a family member or someone that is known to them, why then would the child be considered in imminent danger? A lot of Different factors have to be taken into account. Sometimes it's a, a direct threat made when the child is abducted uh, to a loved one. Other information going on behind the scenes where law enforcement and that family member has reason to believe that if that child isn't found very soon, something very bad may happen. Hmm. Has it actually happened where a child has been harmed uh, when they were abducted? 
Unfortunately, yes. Even yes. by a family member? Even by a family member, yes. I mean, you might be talking about some kind of custody issue or um, a, a breakup between parental figures there. So oftentimes things are, uh, are a little bit murky there. And yes, unfortunately, children are harmed, but that makes it all the more important to get this information out as quickly as we can to enlist the public's help because sometimes children are harmed, but a lot of times also the Amber Alerts work. The public reports information that's important to us and the child is safely located and the abductor is, is arrested. Who actually issues the Amber Alert? Amber Alert? So it... It depends. Um, if a local police department is investigating the abduction case, they are going to relay that information to us. Our department has an Amber Alert coordinator for the entire state. So whether it's a state trooper investigating the abduction or Philadelphia police, Harrisburg police, a local police department, that information, the endpoint of it is our Amber Alert coordinator through our Bureau of Criminal Investigation here in Harrisburg. They're going to take a look at all the facts at hand and see if the case meets the criteria we discussed. And if it does, they more or less activate that alert and the information is, is disseminated and shot out across the, the area. So once the Amber Alert has been activated, then what? What happens? A number of things are in play once the Amber Alert's activated. More importantly, what most folks are going to relate to is their phones buzzing. Right. And I've been in a room where phone. everybody's phone is going off at yes. once. Yes. And that's important to spread the word. Uh, we send word out to local media for them to assist us in, in getting that information, getting the, the face of that child, the face of the abductor, the involved vehicle out and about. And we actually work through the PA lottery as well. Mm. We're associated with them so they could help us getting that information out you know, via their uh, electronic machines, what have you. So a lot of different factors in play, but the end goal is to get that information to as many people as possible, as quickly as possible. And we've seen the signs along the highway, the electronic signs along the highway. I have to admit that uh, I've been driving and we'll see Amber Alert and description of the vehicle and the plate number. And one of the first things I do is look around at the vehicles around me. Yes, absolutely. The public's help is super important when these Amber Alerts get activated. And that's the biggest reason we push this information out. And, you know, I can recall a number of these alerts that have come to a good, safe conclusion based on tips from the public. So we encourage folks, even if you think at the time, ah, this isn't really important, this might be questionable, I'm not quite sure, be safe and, and call it in. The worst thing that could happen is uh, it's not the individual. Best case scenario, that child or children are located safely. So... That was one of my big questions for this portion of the program is, do Amber Alerts work? They really do. They really do. So we encourage the public to to help us out and be vigilant. Keep your eyes open. One of the things for Amber Alerts, it's really we try to avoid blasting it out across the entire state. You know, somebody in Erie, hypothetically, isn't going to pay as much mind when somebody goes missing in Philadelphia. So they kind of try to regionalize the alert. So if you're seeing that information, chances are... Either it happened locally or there is a chance that those parties could be traveling into the area where you are. Mm. But you, you say they, they do work over the years. Uh, you've had a number of, I mean, is it most often successful? Uh, so I, I don't have the ratio. I, anecdotally, I would say yes, they are. Um, nationwide, since the inception of the Amber Alert system in 1996, over 1,000 children 
have been recovered safely thanks to the Amber Alert system. Mm. This is nationwide. What's a little bit of the history behind Amber's Law? Certainly. So the name Amber is for a young girl, nine-year-old Amber Hagerman from Texas. She was abducted off of her bicycle. The case, unfortunately, is still unsolved to this day. So she was never recovered? She was recovered. Oh, she was? She was recovered, uh, deceased, unfortunately. Oh, Oh, she was killed. Yes, she was. Uh, The case still remains open to this day, but... Somebody had a very good idea. Actually, called a local radio station, just like we're we're speaking on here now, and said to the the host, "You know, it would be a very good idea if law enforcement would partner with entities like yours here at the radio station to get out child abduction information as quickly as it comes in, and that would make the chances of of finding that child safely the better." So that was obviously a good idea, and it reached the right people, and here we are with nationwide implementation of it. You know, a question that uh, comes up from time to time is about the opposite end of the age spectrum, silver alerts. We've all seen on television, in the media, when uh, someone is over a certain age, maybe uh, is uh, suffering from dementia or from Alzheimer's disease, that uh, they walk away from their home or walk away from the facility in which they're 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 living. Do do Pencil- does Pennsylvania have uh, an, a silver alert? So we have a similar system. Ours is not called a silver alert, but rather ours is called a missing endangered persons alert or MEPA, as we call them. Information is disseminated similarly to other states who have their silver alerts. It's not kind of the um, as much information blasted out as, as in an amber alert, for example, but we are still pushing that information out to the public via the news media, via social media, in an effort to find that individual that has gone missing. Oftentimes that could be an older person suffering from dementia who, who wanders away or is in danger. Or it could be a younger person with special needs, again, who has wandered away from mom and dad. And we're going to do our best to, to find them. And similarly, we're hoping that the public could help us do that. Mm-hmm. So one of the big questions I'm sure many people have listening to this is, uh, I see an Amber Alert. I see something that may match the description or I, I have a question about it. What do people do if they would want to respond to an Amber Alert? Certainly. So best advice in that situation, if you think you see something, if you think, think you see the vehicle or an individual matching that Amber Alert, call 911. And we're going to come out and we would investigate and um, hopefully bring that to a positive conclusion. I imagine, though, that it's one of those things, and I, I think about this often with uh, child abuse cases, that many people are hesitant to report suspected child abuse because they it's not that they don't want to get involved they just don't know what's going on and they're afraid of looking foolish i would imagine that there may be people who are a little bit hesitant in this situation as well certainly certainly folks are going to be hesitant but just like a a cold case homicide investigation no bit of information is ever too small and that little piece of information that you might have for us could be the final piece to that puzzle that really cracks the case, or in this case, brings the Amber Alert to a safe conclusion. I wonder if many people, when they call, say, this may be nothing, or say, I don't know whether I saw this or not, but they kind of preface it a little bit. Certainly. We, we do get that. You know, folks are, are naturally going to be a little 
unsure, potentially, but again, the smallest piece of information could help us. Mm. Lieutenant Adam Reed is director of the communications office for the Pennsylvania State Police. Uh, Lieutenant Reed, always good talking with you. Thank you very much for being with us today. Likewise. Thanks, Scott.